Welcome to Insight Flicks. Uh, this is a movie discussion podcast created by three brothers. My name is Mike. And like always, I'm here with my two brothers, Richard and Raymond. In this episode, we're going to discuss and review Fear Street Part 2, 1978. This is the second installment of the three-part film series that is streaming on Netflix. Right. And it's based on R.L. Stein's horror books. I, well, I should say that I didn't finish watching this movie, so this is going to be a review and discussion with Richard and Raymond. But we could talk about uh, some of the some of the things about the these these movies first. We, we could saw talk most of it. We could talk. Yeah, we could. I could. I, could, I will join in with some of the uh, the conversation because I did see certain parts. Let me just start by saying that I do like the idea of this this trilogy. I do like a trilogy in the sense that this is premiering on Netflix. It's a kind of a, this it is it does feel something special about it. Uh, this is not like a series. This is something that you could like watch over a Friday night. I just you know I just wish these movies were a little bit better. That's all you know. Yeah. But, well, they're, they're they're also like you know based on horror or horror books that were you know geared towards a very young audience. Yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on on the, on the these films being released uh, each oh, week? Oh man, I I I'm, I'm I'm just with you. I love the idea. It's very cool for like these kind of like low budget horror films and to like have them all connected. I just really wish the quality was better. But uh, I I guess before we get into your review, I will say I think this one is slightly better than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I think it it sh- it, it should have been released in near um, the Halloween time. I don't think oh, the summer was maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't think this summer, whatever, the beginning of summer, was a very good time to uh, release. Maybe it. they have maybe they have big plans for Halloween. Well, I thought Stranger Things would be coming out at that time, but no, it doesn't look like it will. But you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe they are full. When, in October time, but who, who knows? Netflix makes a lot of movies. Yeah. Well, some has said that this is Netflix's way of kind of experimenting on the week, you know, releasing a episode on a weekly basis. Yeah, but they, they, I guess they held it back, right? I mean, they were done. They were wrapped or whatever. Yeah, it was. I think it, yeah, it was ready for last year or something. I can't remember. Yeah, but. which was probably October. So I don't know. I mean. Maybe no, but they want premiere the, because they, they are getting premieres for it. I mean, but the idea that Netflix was maybe experimenting on releasing TV series episode a week, like other streaming services, like Disney Plus, have been doing this kind of weekly base. Do you think that this, this might be a test on that? Uh, I don't think so. No, not really, because these are just essentially still movies. I mean, yeah. they're yeah, and um. It's just a, it's like a weird commitment. It's sort of like those ones that, um, uh, those choose your own adventure type th- things. Remember they, uh, that Netflix did and, uh, you know, it was just, it was just an idea that essentially failed. So, um, I doubt we'll be seeing that again, but remember Netflix also had 3d at one time, <laughs> uh, 3d movies. And, uh, now they definitely don't. Oh yeah. For like half a week or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, Interactive, right? Wasn't an interactive uh, type of um... yeah. That that um, was uh, black. Uh, what was it? Um, black Mirror. Black Mirror, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, Rich. Uh, tell us about the cast. Well, the uh, the cast 
uh, a few members from the first up, first uh, chapter also appear on this one, which includes Kiana Madeira, uh, Benjamin Flores Jr., and Jillian Jacobs. Uh, once the actual movie starts, uh, the new when the they get chapter, when they get to 1978, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, Emily Rudd, Ryan Simpkins, and uh, McCabe uh, Sly. Uh, is there a synopsis for this one? Uh, let's just do a quick one. A summer of fun uh, turns into a gruesome fight for survival as a killer terrorizes Camp Nightwing in the cursed town of Shadyside. Okay, so, you know, like I was saying, I, I fell asleep through this movie, so I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll participate in a few things, but I'm not going to grade this. It would be unfair of me to even put a grade or even recommend or not recommend. It's just not, it's, I shouldn't do that. But uh, you guys saw the movie? Uh, you guys talk about it. Uh, Rich, what was your first reaction to, to, the, to this movie? Yeah, I gave the first movie like a D plus or whatever it was. Um and I wasn't too thrilled to seeing another one. <laughs> uh, but this one actually turned out to be, um, I wouldn't say much better, but better. It's a true, <laughs> it's a traditional um, uh, slasher film, I guess, uh, like the Friday um, 13th, uh, yeah, the, the, the Jason stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but it doesn't take, uh, those Jason movies doesn't take place in the 70s, they're more 80s. Uh, and that's exactly the same prem, uh, feel that this movie had as well. I didn't feel 70s at all. Mm. It was mostly 80s to me. But still, I mean, it's well, not I mean, far off. Like the first movie, the, the, this one had a lot of needle drops, a lot of music in it, too. In the beginning, it did. And, you know, throughout most of it, but not as much as the first film. <laughs> then, I, I, thought mean, this one had, I thought this one had even, even more needle drops in the first one. It did start off with like a lot of the, that seventies disco. But, not, not well necessarily disco, but, but the like, first one, the first one, they went like they had like 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 ten songs in in like two minutes and something like that. But <laughs> right, but this film, I, don't know. I feel I feel I feel like this one did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but maybe yeah. that's the maybe that's the point of this trilogy on, in the way like they're celebrating. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do nineteen <laughs> uh, the sixteen sixty six. What kind of music it's going to be like? Uh, uh, it's going to be like a Knight's Tale, and they're going to be. <laughs> maybe they'll yeah. just go back to the nineties because it's like with the same characters, right? Oh, yeah, maybe that. Uh, oh yeah. Oh Raymond, what's your thoughts on part two? Okay, yeah. So uh, the the first one, if if, if you didn't see or, or listen to our review for for part one, um, I I didn't I didn't really love it, but uh, I appreciated what they were trying to do. For me, I got the vibe that it was supposed to be like a, a mature, um, or maybe not mature, but like an R rated version of what uh, the the Goosebumps TV show from the '90s used to be, and that was like a children's kind of like horror show. Mm -hmm. I felt the first movie was very much like that, but you know, R-rated, and uh, it, it didn't work for me. But you know, I appreciated it. And uh, this one, um, this one, I think is better. But um, un unfortunately, I, I, it's it's still about the same in quality as the last one for me because it just like. Mike says he fell asleep during this movie. Well, the the truth is, like I also fell asleep, and I had to, I had to watch I had to watch it again the, the next I had to watch it the next day, and I wasn't even sure if I was going to even watch it. And uh, Rich said it does get better, you know, around the part that I did fall asleep at, and, and it did. But um, 
I don't know. I, I think this movie is like 25 minutes too long. Mm. Yeah. First of all, the movie starts off from right at the end of the uh, the last chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has bookends. Yeah, and uh, and those characters I don't really like. <laughs> Me neither. Well, especially the the, the main star, uh, Dina, whatever. Um, but and, and once they got into this um, seventy eight um, vibe, uh, I, the summer camp. Yeah, the summer camp. Uh, other than Sadie Sink, I really hated the characters. The introduction of the characters, these new characters. Um, but once the slashing began, <laughs> I got into it because. Kill them all, <laughs> you know. I like it's this movie is a lot more violent, and that's what I liked about it. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, same. Well, uh, Raymond, what's your thoughts on Sadie Sink uh, and her performance in this film? I thought she was pretty good because uh, uh, when the movie started off, I, I didn't really like any of the characters, and I actually I want I wanted her uh, to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as the movie went on, I actually wanted her her character to live, and I wanted uh, um, the. Uh, uh, her her sister to live as well, even though I didn't love that actress as much. I just it's just because her because because uh, Sadie Sink wanted her to live. I was like, okay, well she could live too. <laughs> well, it, it's 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 the the um the script the, it was a script that's well, sucked, especially since the beginning. I mean, um the uh, the beginning of the film, uh, yeah. the the, uh, the script was so bad, and the actors uh, failed with it. I mean. It, they're, they're, the lines that they delivered were just they were horrible lines to they begin with they didn't have any material to really work with yeah and the movie spends way too much time with the characters that's why it should be 25 minutes shorter i don't understand why this thing was an hour and 50 minutes like it's way too long it's this is basically just a story that a character is telling in the movie why mm-hmm. did it have to be like the, you know, mm-hmm. a full movie, and they don't even have enough there f- to tell a full story. Well, we, we kind of already know that Sadie Sink is not going to die, really, because she is uh, she is playing the younger version of Jillian Jacobs, who we m- first meet in the first movie, and then she starts off with this movie, and she's the one who's kind of retelling the story. So that, with this whole go- with this whole goosebumps thing, I was like, they they might do this thing where like she she wasn't really there the whole time, or, you know. <laughs> and, and the whole uh, Jordana Sapiro uh, shows up in this film as well, and for some reason, oh yeah, I, I guess she's like supposed to be a lot younger or something. <laughs> but oh. she plays the nurse, and that whole storyline or with her thing was horrible. That's what? that that's. I you think know. I think they're setting up that she's going to be a bigger part in the third installment. Well, maybe she's the witch or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. maybe I, that's what. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know. We don't know, but I mean, yeah, probably. Uh, um, wait, well, how about the direction? Is the direction better with this movie? Uh, minus the first half a half hour. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, the first the first I mean, half hour is basically maybe, the same. Maybe, I I'd say maybe like minus the first forty five minutes. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, forty-five minutes. Of <laughs> but yeah, I mean, once the slashing begins, once the action began, it was fine. It was it was done okay. And how yeah. about as as a, as a an homage to these you know summer camp horror movies? Yeah, oh, it's a great job. Okay. I, I think it. That's, yeah, I think it does a great job because like I, I kept bringing yeah I kept bringing in mind like the um. The Nightmare on, uh, not Nightmare, the Friday the 13th franchise and the Sleepaway Camp franchise. And I think also the the kind of the main, like, 
the murderer or you know the the, the slash- killer in this yeah, the, yeah. the slasher the slasher he i think I, I felt like his uh his look was a bit of an homage to jason in uh friday the, the friday the 13th part two where he has like the 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 mask or maybe also a bit of an homage to um yeah, the killer in uh yeah. Yeah, it, or maybe also the killer in um, the town that uh, dreaded um, sundown. Right, right. Yeah, so I th- I felt they were, they were doing like a bit of homage to those like classic killers, and um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought they they nailed it when it came to a lot of that stuff. It's just when it came back to the goosebumps kind of main story that kind of ties it all together, where it started to lose me a bit. And also, I thought I thought they just spent way too much with the characters. Man, this movie did not need to be an hour and fifty minutes. It, it, it really drags. Hmm. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not really. Not really. <laughs> there's, way, there's way too many needle drops. Um, <laughs> well, if you enjoyed the first one, this one's better. That's all I'm going to say. This is, yeah. So I, the first one, I gave it a D plus. I'll, this one, I'll give it a C. Just a straight C. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Because that's what the same crate I'm giving it. I'm giving it a C. But I gave the last one a C also. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was an improvement, but like a huge improvement, but not enough to give it a C plus. I just can't get it there. It's just, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, because the beginning is horrible. I mean, I can. I if I was gonna even watch it again, I I would skip it. You know, until the the main part. You know. Yeah, and uh, I I only really appreciated the first one mostly because I I felt I felt they were really going for that goosebumps vibe, and I felt they nailed that. But um, still, the, yeah, the movie it was dragged, a little it, it it was, the the witch thing. It was a little weird. I mean, there was a big giant heart for some reason thumping. Uh, it reminded me of that start the classic Star Trek episode where uh, uh, they they find a giant meatball whatever in the in, in the tunnel. Uh, I don't know. It's um, it's weird. Well, that was Fear Street Part 2. <laughs> So that's uh, that was your guys' review of Fear Street Part Two, nineteen seventy eight, which is now streaming on Netflix. Uh, so you guys are going to definitely watch Part Three. Well, I am, but <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I, I already watched. I'll probably fall asleep through it. <laughs> I just hope it's the shortest one, man, because I, I, I really, I'm with Rich. I don't like the characters from the first movie, and we're like, it seems like the next one's going to focus with them a lot. So. Yeah, it, I mean the gonna, trailer's out for it already, so it's I mean, gonna it will... be weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hello everyone. Uh, we're gonna do our review of Fair Street Part Three, sixteen sixty six, and now we're gonna add this review with the review of Part Two, which was uh, recorded a week ago, uh, and so it makes better sense to combine these two. All right, so this is our review of Fear Street Part 3, 1666. This is the final installment of the Fear Street trilogy, which is now streaming on Netflix. Uh, Rich, just tell us the synopsis really quick. Is there a synopsis? A quick one. The origins of Sarah Fear's curse are finally revealed as history comes full circle on a night that changed the lives of the Shady Siders forever. And the cast is pretty much the same. You got the cast from the first two episodes or the first two installments, and they're kind of all in in this first movie. And I think we should. I I don't know. I don't know if this is a spoiler, but uh, I think we should mention that this movie, part three, the first half takes place in 1666, but the second half goes back to 1994. Yeah, 
the last 45 minutes take place are, oh, are basically fierce okay. right. are basically fear street uh 1994 part two yeah the movie was never ending <laughs> so yeah <laughs> okay so let's just get into it what was your opinions on the on 1666 okay well my first reactions was wow there's actual adults in this movie i mean <laughs> i mean they came out of nowhere They're, where were they in the other past uh well of course obviously not the the camp but but the first movie, the the 1994, I didn't notice any adults in there. There were like a couple in a couple, a couple brief scenes, but yeah, 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 yeah. They were not there most of the time. Regardless, I mean, they're mostly just only there for like you know, the fill-ins anyway, except for uh, one or guy named the pastor. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I mean for this for this movie for 1666. Yeah, the third chapter. I thought they were more prominent. I think we got a little more. We see the the, the parents and you know. Yeah, the the, the ones who are you know who are descendants who are of burn uh, the witch. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and these are descendants of of the people from the from the same town. Right. Um, yeah, which is very strange as well. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's 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 weird seeing the. Uh, first of all, the, the same actors playing their great great ancestors whatever which uh we we've seen before yeah. i mean uh, uh but most prominently probably back to the future part three <laughs> and you know like you know like yeah but, um, i mean there some of some of the people in this this in 1666 setting some of the people are de they're playing their descendants in, the, in this yeah. time and then you got other other cast members who are just playing uh, different characters all together like the yeah. main the main star her who was the main actress in this whole it's uh kiana Mi uh madeira yes and she is playing uh she is playing a another character or she's she's she is, the, the the witch or she's living the witch's origin through her eyes right yeah or reliving the witch's origin through her eyes right because she touched the uh the, the hand, the hand guess, right yeah, yeah. And I should mention that I uh, I didn't see part two, but I did see part three. Before watching part three, I did go back to finish part two. Yeah. And so, um, you do agree though that part two was better than part one? I do. I oh, think. Duh. Yeah. I think it progressively got better as the yeah. series okay. went along. That's not saying much, though. I mean, I think it just yeah. got a little For bit. For me, it was a little a little up down up down. <laughs> <laughs> I think part three is probably maybe the best part or the best installment of the whole series do you guys agree with that uh i think uh, no no okay i uh, think part two is the best okay okay i, I can I see do, that too I, I can see that too i agree um that this one probably was the best because it had the best like story-wise i guess you could it had say. the best it had the, it had the conc well none of them had endings this one actually had <laughs> yeah. an ending uh, that's true too <laughs> But well, also, they didn't throw a bunch of music in it. I mean, in, yeah, in well, the well, not till they the second half. Yeah, they waited till the ninety. They were back in ninety four. Yeah, there was an attempt to at least tell a, a story, and I, I did find myself want, wanting to know why the you know Sarah the witch story. Yeah, yeah Sarah Fear is. But, but let uh, me ask you guys really quick because because I really felt that like after watching all three all three films of, in this trilogy. Yeah. I really felt like you could have done this all in one movie. Oh, definitely, oh, def definitely, yeah. Or and maybe, I feel or maybe like even if, just maybe even just have it as a series instead, like a. No, I just I feel this all there was this all could have just been one two hour movie, and I think if they had done all of this in in a two hour film, I think I would have actually liked it. But 
stupid as like two hours like for each section like this thing just dragged i feel like each movie was like 40 minutes too long at least oh uh-huh, yeah and um yeah they yeah they, I don't, they all could have been edited down for at least 20 minutes yeah i think 40 minutes <laughs> no that's a little too much for even a, I, I think so i think so that's that's animation time <laughs> well i i think no but, hmm. but they could have all been in one movie Oh, that's true. Uh, but I think I think you could even get rid of part two. I don't think that was even necessary. We don't really well, learn that much. Well, it could have been much shorter. But we it could have just been a, it could have been one sequence. Part two could have been one sequence. Well, that and that, that, had, one the, that has that had the best uh, killers, whatever the carnage yeah, kills. That's true. I mean, yeah. the best villains or the best slashers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. The the, uh, the 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 Nightwing guy, the the axe all- guy. And also, cause um, cause part part two was a, more of an homage to like the Friday the Thirteenth movies and the Sleepaway Camp movies. The bar is much lower. Those movies weren't very good. Those movies were never good. So I think part two just oh. worked good better as a satire of those movies. And uh, I think part part one and three, like part part three is like uh, like they're they're trying to be like movies like the witch and (laughs) it just fails miserably well i think i think part two works as a standalone movie i think that you know the whole summer camp horror movie works as a standalone yeah if you edit out the first 20 10 minutes whatever right but but um and I, I'm, I, you know, if anyone haven't seen these movies, I don't know if we're making any sense here because we're throwing a bunch of ni- numbers and settings because the yeah. movie's all over the place. But I mean, I think the sec, you know, the, when we get to the second part of this movie, uh, once we see the conclusion of 1994, I think it makes 1994 a better story, don't you think? But it should have all been one story to begin with. I, <laughs> That's I, my I, frustration. I, I 100% agree with you. It should that should uh, yeah. Number the number one. Part one spent so much time with the kids, with the characters, and what frustrates me is they never, they, they never really flesh the characters out. We spend time with them, but they don't feel more real. We're just like, before we started recording this uh, episode, <laughs> I, I was, I, I was telling you guys that, like, for me, this like whole Fear Street trilogy felt like a lot, like, uh, like like a children's movie TV show, mm-hmm. but like a horror themed episode of a children's TV show. And this just happens to, they happen to have gore and, you know, sex and all those things that you don't normally see in, you know, no, children's movies. That's for sure. But, but this still felt like a children's product. And I, and when we were talking about that, I said that it feels like a very much like an MTV television series. Like, like I'd the, say a little younger than that though, but I know what you're, I know what you're saying. Cause yeah. like the, one of the closest comparisons, I think it's the screen TV show from MTV a few years ago, which was an awful show, <laughs> which, but, um, which is a Lee, the director, Lee Janiak directed a couple episodes prior to this. So but I, I watched the first season of that show and I, I, I still feel that, yeah, it's definitely, you know, a very teen oriented, but mm-hmm. I'd say this feels like it's geared towards an even younger audience. And I, I, I'll say really quick that I feel that this, I would recommend it to an audience, but it's an unexpected audience. Cause I remember when I was first dipping my toes into horror, you know, maybe when I was like 10, 11 years old, I started off with like the nightmare on Elm street movies. I started off with, you know, a lot of the ones that aren't 
you know, very scary. And this is perfect, I think, for like a 10-year-old that's getting into horror <laughs> oh, for yeah. like, you know, yeah. the first time. But this is not for adults. Like, this is just like... <laughs> but Well, it, maybe I'm wrong because critics are loving it, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is a 10-year-old too young for the for the graphic nature of this movie? Well, you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> I'm not for me. Not for me and not for... Uh, not for every horror fan you meet like everyone all the, these directors are making horror films they I got think, into horror movies when they were minors and stuff when they were true, children true true i think part two is most most of the uh like a pg-13 film to me but that's lot the, the, oh, the, really? the, the, so, the death scenes are pretty some, gruesome most though. gruesome deaths yeah there's some really like like head splitting yeah. open stuff yeah there. part two yeah part two i think that's yeah. pretty gruesome that's what i'm saying that's the one uh, you said it was pg-13 well, well, I'm st I'm st I'm not saying t ten years old. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, you mean more... a little older? Okay, but you know who's the guy who did the the special effects, the creature effects, and uh, the, Christopher the... Nelson. Okay, so he has a podcast called called uh, what? The, the Thing with Two Heads, and he was talking about Fear Street, and he, he mm -hmm. actually brings up a really good point. Yeah, and he talks about how he you know he agrees that you know these films are not the you know they're they're flawed and they have their flaws yeah they have their flaws and but he also he puts up a really good point about how these could be the starter kits for younger generation of of people oh. who, or of kids who who might not know scream might not know these type of, of horror movies that they're right uh, it's their gateway drug yeah it could be their yeah so this yeah movie, how, how long ago scream was it over 20 years now or yeah what? yeah well yeah, yeah. I mean, it came out when i was a child <laughs> yeah that's so it, it's so true it's very true so i think that's a valid point and i think mm -hmm. he and i have to agree with that i think this movies are really kind of meant for a very young 18 17 16 but, but the crowd. thing is that my my and i 100 percent agree with that i mean i just said that in many ways yeah. but um but my counter argument to that would be so were the scream movies those were geared towards a younger audience and those are very much celebrated by horror aficionados those are celebrated by adult adults but then again adults seem to be loving this as well i mean the critics are really <laughs> oh. loving this franchise i mean i but still i mean from from my perspective like i want to love this movie i want to love this trilogy but i really just think it's like a little below a little bit below mediocre <laughs> yeah i mean it, it i agree that it, it should have been like a much better like scream right much better scripted and much better direction uh, i mean but these are based on rl stein's books which are kids good point so but this was his kids, this was so. his adult but this is his more adult oriented books you couldn't be you uh, children weren't allowed to buy these books it wasn't like goosebumps but it's still i mean it's like you're you're still buying it from the same store or whatever it's still I mean i don't think so i think no? i think that they they made they put like re more restrictions on this because this would they they were making a big deal this is not so they, goosebumps this is mature i'm not saying the writing was more mature but th they were trying to sell this for an, an older audience so and, this was placed next to um uh stephen king books and all that I don't know. I mean, we'd have to check a bookstore. <laughs> yeah. Where are they now? <laughs> um, let's talk about the, 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 the mystery of this movie, of this franchise. I mean, personally, I didn't think the mystery, once we, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into spoilers, but once we learn about the mystery or, or learn about what has caused this curse, I don't think it was enough to really, I don't think it was enough of a reason to set this into three a trilogy yeah a trilogy i think it was a, maybe enough for maybe 
a two-parter one movie or maybe even one movie too. I, I think what i think one movie was fine and to be honest while watching this thing because i i said in the, our, our review of the first movie that this reminded me a lot of goosebumps the tv show from the 90s and um i feel that in goosebumps they could have actually probably told this entire trilogy in, in one 20 minute episode <laughs> and um yeah, I re- I, that's why I say I think one. I think two hours is enough for this. I don't think you, we needed like almost six hours to tell this story. I mean, it's basically yeah, a I miniseries. Agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's very. I think some of the, although there's some really good elements. I mean, I, I'll say this: the sixteen sixty yeah, good elements that could have been part of a two hour movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say this: the the sixteen sixty six setting, where where they're dealing with basically the the witch trials actually made me laughable <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> and it was it was it, 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 I, I, the production of it I, you know but it, it made me w- want to learn more about the salem witch trials and it actually made me appreciate uh robert eggers film the witch because i think the witch does, <laughs> oh, does a hundred yeah, times more better when dealing with the same kind of subject subject matter although this is more but kind just of, the look but also just the look like it, it like the witch really feels like it takes place in that time this like just feels like a bunch of uh like a play or something like a bunch of actors acting oh, in, well, in, in costumes yeah <laughs> i mean yeah let's talk about the acting real quick because you know once we get to the 166 1666 setting a lot of the actors put on this fake accents this kind of (laughs) and it's all over the place you don't you can't distinct like what accents they're doing it's like just random mixture of like 20 different accents i i i'm quickly i was reminded of uh of angel from uh the buffy the vampire slayers maybe in episodes oh, where they would go oh, back in time yeah. yeah and he would play an irish dude and he would go oh, okay yeah, yeah like the worst accent david brannis <laughs> would have like the worst accent worst okay. irish accent ever that's funny that you say that though mike because when i when i was watching it what i kept thinking of was actually this episode of um it's always sunny in philadelphia where like it's like it's like with the characters like ancestors and it takes place in <laughs> and it's all the cats of it's always sunny in philadelphia doing like these uh you know ain't like a- accents like uh, accents like this on this show and like actually i think it's always sunny in philadelphia had a better production than this movie but i remember the curse i mean remember al bundy when he went to his, yeah, home, the, the curse, his, yeah. his london hometown or his family hometown and the it, bundy curse the bundy curse that, yeah. that, that was actually a lot better than this <laughs> yeah. i agree uh but uh i but yeah to to give you know some credit i think there like i said it made me want to learn more about the salem witch trials and uh and i actually read a couple of articles because of this and 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 i found that the the, the salem witch trials are a lot more interesting and i hope people just go out there and read some of the stuff of the salem witch trials yeah well there's there's a lot of movies and documentaries on it yeah maybe if this were given more time to breathe maybe they could have delved into like kind of the the, the structure of the they had six hours <laughs> no, i know but it's you know most of those hours are is dedicated to a bunch of annoying kids getting shopped in half you know mm-hmm. so not really i mean i wish there was more of that i mean yeah. kids getting shopped in half is like maybe 20 minutes of the entire six hours right well, i thought there was there was a lot of gory stuff in this movie i mean i don't i don't think i i don't uh, fault this these movies for the it's, it's gore i uh i, no, I really enjoyed too, too much uh, air time too much wasted too much wasted time 
I mean, it, it did get a little gory. I mean, with the the, the church scene and uh, yeah, that was a pretty uh, disturbing scene. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool scene. The like goat's head. <laughs> or, oh yeah, or, that, those stuff. Yeah, that stuff too. Or the pigs or the yeah. the you know. yeah, those are hogs, right? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> But it, maybe this this film series isn't for us. Maybe it is for that like sixteen year old. But it's rated R. Yeah, I know. But it's maybe it's for that. <laughs> and six... critics are critics are recommending it to adults. Uh, well, then I'll say go watch The Witch instead. You know. And I say I say kids should watch it. Yeah, I mean, kids will love if, it if there are uh, this. If this introduces them to this genre, then go ahead. Yeah. They'll love it. This is good for them. <laughs> yeah. It's good for their soul. They'll <laughs> they'll grow up uh, making their homemade horror films and then become the next Eli Roth. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> um, I mean, Scream might be dated for them. Yeah, who knows? I mean... I know, unfortunately. Yeah, well... It shouldn't be dated, man. It, well, that, that's the thing. They'll watch this movie, and then they'll watch all the crappy horror movies that are out now, and then they'll want to go back and watch other things, and they'll be like, man, everything's coming out now sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I appreciate the effort, but uh, I'm ready to give my grade. All right, let's do it. All right, me too. Rich, let's start with you. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to give it a... Uh, um, okay, for part three, I'm just going to give it... I'll give it a C plus because it's actually wow. better than oh. the last one. A little bit better. I That's mean, a, I don't agree. I mean, yeah, I know just a little bit, but overall, yeah, overall, the whole series is going to just give me a C. I mean, for all the, just the, because I can't, you know, it is meant for the younger, the a younger girl. Yeah. Uh, Raymond, what's your grade for uh, fear street part three, 1666. I give it a C minus. Hmm. What did you give? Um, I gave part one a C and I gave um, part two a C also. But after watching this whole trilogy, I have to regrade part one because part one was just way too long. <laughs> after seeing this whole trilogy, I mean, they really didn't have much story. Part one, I have to change my grade to uh, a D plus. Oh, OK. Mm. That's what we <laughs> gave dropped up. a lot. Yeah, it dropped a lot. Uh, D plus, and then uh, I uh, yeah. C the, the part two for me is the best. Uh, it's C almost a C plus. It's so close to a C plus, but not <laughs> not close enough. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, part three C minus. So I give the movie. I think I get the first part a D plus. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't review part one or part two because I I fell asleep through it, but I did finish <laughs> watching it. And you know what? I'm not going to grade it. It's not fair. Oh. But I did see part three. And I'll give it a, a C minus. I give it, you know what? I'm gonna give it a C. I think I, 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 I first of all, first of all, you like the conclusion. I like the conclusion of of 1994, and I did like parts of the the 1666 setting and the witch, and it made me actually go. I mean, it, I mean, I don't know if this is credit to them, but it made me actually want to learn more about the Salem witch trials, which is nothing. It really, which I find has nothing to do with this movie at all. This is much. Good job, brother. You just went through the experience of what it was like to watch a, uh, an episode of Goosebumps in the nineties, because <laughs> that's what the show was doing. You know, you would watch these. They would have. They would all the episodes would have like different themes and things like that. You'd watch this, and it'll make you want to get into like the real thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that's so what, exactly you what just it, watched an episode of Goosebumps. <laughs> okay, 
So, but you know, look, I think it, you know, if you're younger, you don't have that much experience with you know scary movies, uh, and this is your you know, like Raymond was saying, your this is your gateway drug. That's there's value to that, and I think that uh, well, I just I just like like I said, like we were saying before, I, I just wish these movies were really better, yeah. because I like the idea of having three movies at the same time were being released back to back, and you know, well, these I, were going to have a theatrical release originally. These were planned for theatrical release. Yeah, originally, the, this these were originally like Fox produced films. Yeah, and, and then they yeah there was, the deal kind of went fell through because of the merger. And then Netflix. I guess, but they did they shoot all of them at the same time? Yeah, and maybe that's why some of this stuff didn't work because it feels like some scenes were rushed. I'm sure if they if they got a theatrical release that they would be shorter because they would have definitely I think trimmed these down. And Netflix is like you know just put it all out there, <laughs> release it all. Well, you know I I listened to some of the interviews with Lee Janiak, the director, and who also co-wrote the the uh, the film with her writing partner. All three films, actually, and uh, she mm. she she mentioned something about how she was working on back to back. She was working back to back. If she was shooting one movie, she was prepping the other movie at the same time, and I think it took away from some of the focus because it, a lot of these scenes felt like they were shooting a lot of coverage, and it and it seems like it was all cobbled cobbled together in the in the editing process and to me that feels like a tv thing like you know, and the thing feels like a tv show in many ways yeah yeah it's not cinematic like it's, there were some scenes where you go oh that you know actually she that that was really kind of well thought out but then there was a lot of talking scenes where it would cut to one person and it would cut to another person and it would cut over the head and it was a lot of edits and i go wow this feels like a tv show it's not cinematic you know no you know no. so i think i think maybe i think maybe because she was maybe overwhelmed and and you know i don't blame her being overwhelmed and i think anybody would be overwhelmed shooting three movies in, in a row it felt like we had to shoot a lot of stuff and let's just get a lot of coverage so just in case and then we'll we'll fix it in post we'll fix it in the editing department you know or the editing process um wow. but you know it's I, let's grade the whole trilogy yeah i did c oh yeah so you give i it, agree c i give it a c too all right cool okay <laughs> <laughs> all right that was our review of fear street part three and, uh, now they're saying they're going to make more of these. Oh, I, I don't want that. I mean, I think this there, is. There, the, I heard the I heard the director saying that they she wants this to be like an MCU type of thing where she, there's going to be like multiple like spinoffs and like this story is going to keep on growing and continuing. You know, the whole idea of making this an MCU of horror films, it's a terrible idea because then it becomes this really kind of corporate product that you're just pushing out. It kind of already was. <laughs> Like to me, movies should be the passion, the passion project I, you know of a what? filmmaker. I think she, I, I, look, this thing I didn't care for it, but I think she was passionate about it. But I, and I'm not even saying this about her. I'm just saying if you're making a movie, I think that should be a the passion project of a filmmaker. It shouldn't be driven by corporate interests or your even your interest in making more movies because you got additional work. A movie should be about telling a story because you want to tell that story and, and to me when you say mcu spinoff or M mcu of horror movies that feels more kind of like 
selling more sugar-coated films, you know, and I just, I don't yeah. think that, I, don't, I don't like that idea, so. I, I'm assuming that she'll probably, she's probably means like a kind of a James Wan conjuring approach, and like, there's a lot of, um, and that's why there's we, a lot of, there's a lot of like, ghosts, not ghosts, but like haunted dead creatures in this movie, and we don't know like any of their backstories, yeah. and that's kind of what James Wan does, he introduces all these characters in the conjuring films, and then he makes spinoffs on these characters, and gives us their backstories, and, uh, and I could see maybe her wanting to make telling the stories of some of these characters mm. in the movie that we don't really know anything about and, and there's there's a lot of them and i think you're right and that's why i hate the conjuring films they're they don't feel like <laughs> the directors in those movies are telling a story that they're passionate about they're just telling well, the first a one did yeah the first one was good but that should have been the last and the only one you know but uh <laughs> Because now it's just like, oh, you know, here's the nun. Yeah, I, here, I, I, I agree. I agree. Here's the funky fingers man yeah. or something. You know, I it's like, no, it's like, well, what? next year we're getting the crooked man, right? Yeah, all this stuff. It's like, why? I mean, is there a point to it? And and I think that it should be about because I came up with this really great idea of, of a, a slasher film, and that's why. But no, nowadays it's about like how many movies we could sell fast enough for an audience who couldn't care less and you know what maybe they're right because critics love this movie it seems people are watching it and you know maybe i'm in the minority but uh i uh, i kind of wrestled with that during the review myself <laughs> <laughs> that's our review all right that was our that was it that was our review uh rich uh if people want to hear our past episodes where can they go uh, they can find all our links at insideflix.com or they could just find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or even iHeartRadio. All right. Thank you for listening to Inside Flicks, and we'll be back with a new episode, hopefully sooner than later. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>